The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 20, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Coming up on today's show, Kimberly A. Johnson from Patreon.com slash Kimberly A. Johnson is here today, filling in for Buzz. Also, Trump thinks raking 33 million acres of forests in California will solve the wildfire problem. To which I say back to the president. Fuck you! But that wasn't the most terrifying thing he said recently. We'll discuss his remarks about Pakistan coming up. And Ivanka Trump was caught using a private email server to which Hillary Clinton said, Fuck you! All right. You know, I just watched the the Dow take another uh, crap today. But, you know, investing doesn't have to just be for the wealthy. Even with the stock market's ups and downs like today. You'll need investments to grow the money you earn so there'll be enough when you're no longer earning. The sooner the sooner you start, the better. But for newcomers, it's pretty intimidating. It doesn't have to be. Robinhood is an investment app that's simple and intuitive, all for you, with the data presented in a way that's easy to, to digest. The Robinhood app lets you buy and sell stocks, options, ETSFs, which are like mutual funds but traded on the market, and cryptos like Bitcoin. I've already started using the Robinhood app, and uh, they're right. A couple of taps, and I can I can see and choose from the most popular stocks. Plus, it helps me navigate all the insanity with the stock market these days. The charts are easy to understand. I can see my investment options in social media, entertainment, and even the category like companies like uh, 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 female CEOs. Robinhood teaches you how to invest wisely with custom notifications when one of your stock prices goes up or down. It is easy. There's no commission, no fees to get you started. Robinhood's offering one free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. You get a free stock also, right? Set up your portfolio right now to get that free stock. Sign up today at bobseska.robinhood.com. Again, that's bobseska.robinhood.com. Don't get lost with investing. Choose Robinhood and tell them I sent you. Thank you very much. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Happy Thanksgiving from W. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. It's the third. There's no parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! I really don't know how to describe it. 
looks like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. <laughs> it was almost as if they were organized. <laughs> as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> it's that time of year again. It's time for everyone to remember that there was a show called WKRP in Cincinnati. It is the Trump Crisis Day 670, 714 days until the 2020 presidential election. And yeah, we're counting down already because we uh, we hate ourselves. Oh, look, right over there. Pursuing the agenda of manicide, here's Kimberly. It's Kimberly A. Johnson. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's happening? Not a lot of. I'm ready. I'm ready for a uh, turkey day. I was just talking. I was just ranting last night how I'm not really overly excited for the uh, the actual meal items. Like, you know, our, our friend uh, Jordan Ashby, J.M. Ashby on the uh, on the blog said, you know, cranberry sauce really sucks. And I was like, yeah, no. I, I've never ever liked Sorry, cranberry. You guys are just fucking wrong. It's just disgusting. I like cranberries. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, cranberries okay, but any sort of slimy jelly foods, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I just don't want it. You know what I'm not excited for is that feeling I get whenever, I don't know if you feel like this uh, too when you actually sit down and eat uh, Thanksgiving dinner, but whenever I do and I start eating uh, the turkey and the mashed potatoes and all that crap, I never touch the cranberry sauce, of course, but all the rest of it, my face gets just hot for some reason. I don't know why. I just, my face starts, uh, it feels like it's inflamed. My ears feel hot. Everything feels hot in my from my neck on up. I don't know why that is. Is it like the salt or something like that? Am I the only one? I think you <laughs> might be the weird? only one. And, you know, last year, we had a very simple Thanksgiving in Santa Rosa. We didn't have any family around, so it was just the two of us. And That's we right. And a nice, very simple Still recovering dinner. from the fires. We'll <laughs> yeah. talk about the fires here in a second. And, and um, now this is going to be my first Thanksgiving living back east yeah and i get to spend it with my father and my mother well that's great so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that yeah and and we'll see whether or not everyone's faces get hot i'm going to be taking an informal <laughs> survey do your does your face get hot when you you're can eating just Thanksgiving keep reading. is your face hot yet is your face hot yet i'm just not see i i eat so often that's the problem it's just like yeah, i constantly eat so, eats. i'm constantly i think I, I eat five maybe six times a day and what happens is i have zero appetite as a consequence yeah. of that. if i if i force myself to eat every two hours it's just like there's no desire to actually eat. I'm just going through the motion. So when I get to uh, Thursday of this week, it's just going to be like, ah, fine. <laughs> ah, whatever, turkey, whatever that well, crap is. We're not going to be spending Thanksgiving together. No, we're not. We have to divide and conquer. We have our separate families to uh, attend to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can never work out an adequate solution to any of that. Those of you with uh, with split up families, things like that, dysfunctional well, families, wanna, all families all over the you same area. You don't want to hurt anybody. Well, this, again, this is our first year back yeah. so i think that it's important like you know in the following years we're going to maybe say okay well this time we're going to go see your dad and then we'll go see my dad and yeah. but right now i think it's good that you're going to go see your family so they've got mm -hmm. you know they've got you and, yep. and me too yeah. Well, you know what we can do over the time off? We can go back to California, take some time uh, to, to fly back to California. Instead of spending the time with our families for Thanksgiving, just fly back to Florida and start raking the forest. Yes, that's what we should do. That's a fantastic Wait, wait, idea. to California. To, to, did I say Florida? Yes. 
<laughs> well, that's next. Of course, you have to. <laughs> Trump's going to say, uh, you know what? We have to rake the Everglades. <laughs> this is dumbest fucking thing. I hate him so much. The fact that he said we have to rake. He's and he awful. He, I don't think he realizes that, first of all, that the, the president of Finland uh, clearly owned him, <laughs> clearly told him a line of bullshit and said, you know what? You know what, Mr. President? We rake our forests here in Finland to pre- protect forest fires. It's not just that we have basically year-round rainfall. It's not that that prevents forest fires here. We actually rake the forest. Trump's like, yes, I, I was totally talking to the... <laughs> the president of finland and he suggested we rake the forest 33 million acres of forest in california also the uh, reality that a lot of the uh, wildfires that that hit southern california were in areas where huh there isn't any forest there's just brush mm-hmm. and there's just crap that just catches fire it's just it's a goddamn desert <laughs> you know and he doesn't realize this that it's desert land and in fact when the climate goes haywire as it's currently going haywire and only getting worse mm-hmm. of course there are going to be more fires yeah. but again this is an important time to remind everybody that your president the current president of the united states thinks that the climate crisis is a hoax by the chinese china yeah so donald trump thinks we should uh rake and he does that weird sweeping motion with his yeah. hand as if that's all he's gonna take it's just yeah and it's it's just this waving it's like you wave he's just he's such a goddamn idiot there's so many things to talk about as far as outrageous trump things indicating that the president is just his his orange cheese is falling off of his orange <gasps> cracker and and that's happening in real time mm-hmm. i mean it's it's important to remind ourselves what the big picture is especially when we talk about ivanka we're going to get into that today lock and, her up exactly lock her up for god's sake the thing is <laughs> with the raking of the forests uh someone just needs to inform him that 33 million acres it's impossible to rake 33 million acres and besides informing him is is useless though 18 he doesn't care 18 million of those acres are run by the federal government anyway mm-hmm, maintained right. by the federal government it's up to him it's not really up to gavin newsom you see gavin newsom's <laughs> yes. expression he's like uh, and he's trying desperately not to give the big hmm? like yeah. like the, the totally like twisted facial expression like what the fuck <laughs> uh he doesn't do that he just trump is talking about raking the forest and gavin newsom just kind of tilts his head to the side a little bit like a dog that's heard a weird noise and then just kind of looks off into the middle distance like, huh, huh. The president thinks that we didn't do enough raking of the forest somehow. Is New it? from KTEL, it's the best of Forest <laughs> Trump. I want to rake it with you. With all your forest favorites, including Rake It With You. I really think that we could rake it. Forest Trump's gold also includes Reiki, Reiki Smart. He knows in his heart, he's Reiki, Reiki Smart. I just don't think he understands that if you tell that fart, that flaky, Reiki fart, he might just be out of his mind. And that Forest Trump favorite, Rake Your Forest. Oh, Rake, Rake, Rake. Rake, Rake, Rake. Rake your forest. Get your copy of Forrest Trump and Forrest Trump Gold now from KTEL, wherever records are shredded. Break, break, break. Break your forest. Break your forest. All right. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah, I love that. Well, yeah, as I was saying before, uh, the Trumps can feel free to suck it. I mean, yeah. seriously, Ivanka was caught using a private email for government business as if to just... I mean, if, if this was done... 
it had to either she is the dumbest person in the yes, world. Yes, that's what I vote for. Or she's just trying to own the libs. It's one think, of those I two options. I think that options. she's. It's not even about being dumb or owning the libs. Actually, I think that she's just clueless and privileged. She's sucking on her champagne popsicles and saying, "Let them eat cake." Yeah, exactly. You know, right. Buenos dias. Uh-huh. Oh, God, she just fucking pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah, this. Are you serious? This pisses you off. Buenos dias. Uh, I should piss off everybody. In fact, um, Ivanka Trump sent hundreds of emails last year to White House aides, cabinet officials, and her assistants using a personal account. Many of them in violation of federal records rules, according to people familiar with a Lock White her House. Locker up. Locker up. Right. A White House examination of her correspondence. White House ethics officials learned of Trump's repeated use of personal email when reviewing emails gathered last fall by five cabinet agencies to respond to a public records lawsuit. That review revealed that throughout much of 2017, she often discussed or relayed official White House business using a private email account with a domain that she shares with her husband, Jared Kushner. Buenos dias. The discovery alarmed some uh, advisors to President Trump who feared that his daughter's practices bore similarities, you think, (laughs) to the personal email use of Hillary Clinton, an issue he made a focus of uh, his 2017 16 campaign the, he attacked the democratic challenger of course he attacked hillary clinton and dubbed her crooked hillary for using the email server right now of course they're making a distinction here that that ivanka trump didn't have her own homebrew server inside her house it was a it was a server that was elsewhere but it was a trump organization goddamn server right uh, again just a, another thing where we're just going how, why yeah. do they how can they possibly keep getting away with he a, can't keep getting away well, with it she she in this case yeah. he can't keep getting away with it right but well, he, well both of them yeah but they yeah but you know what he, he, they're not going to get away with it this time I hope not you know why because the house democrats plan yeah. to investigate Ivanka Trump's email use uh, democrats in the house oversight and government reform committee are planning to look into Ivanka Trump's use of personal email account to uh, determine whether she violated federal law at least to say you know what we're not going to let this go by we're not going to let yeah. this slide on down the click hole or the memory hole we're not going to let this get buried under an avalanche of Trump tweets so that we all forget about the latest outrage, right? This is going to be taken up again. But you know what? While they're doing that, while they're looking into Ivanka Trump's use of a private email server, what they should also be doing is looking into the president's use Mm -hmm. of of an unsecured goddamn cell phone that he's using to make private phone calls to all varieties of people on top of using it to tweet and whatever the hell else. Look at Pornhub or something. I don't know what he's doing (laughs) with his unsecured cell phone, but why the Secret Service hasn't wrestled that away from him, just snatched it out of his uncooked chicken thigh hands. (laughs) You know, God damn it. I saw a close up of his hands the other day. I was like, you know what? They, they look like an uncooked slab of chicken. Wow. You know what? The, the yes. white, you know, the, the white gray uh-huh. pinkish skin on top revealing like the dark underneath. That's what his hands look like. And the Secret Service just snatched it right out of his hands and thrown it out the window. Cru- well, crushed it first like one of those drop phones in Breaking Bad. Just snapped it in half like mm. that. And, and that to me indicates among many things that Donald Trump, even Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner are all the biggest national security threats Mm -hmm. that we face 
in the United States right now. Yeah, that's one one reason they are. I mean, you have to look at it that way. Yeah, you absolutely do. If the president is just letting things slip like that, I don't care who's going to be listening to my private conversations with my friends at Mar-a-Lago and Bedminster and New York City and Queens or wherever, whoever the hell he's talking to on the phone at all hours of the night. Who's going to be listening in? That's I'm sure that's his justification. No one cares. No one's listening in. Yeah. No one's listening in. Who cares? Who cares about my phone? Everyone cares about <laughs> his phone. Everyone is listening in. All like the, of the Chinese. With the exception of the United States, of course. All, well, I guess, you know what? You could include the United States in this because I'm sure the NSA right. has been listening to Donald Trump's private phone conversation. Yeah. I'm sure the other Five Eyes nations have been look, listening to Donald Trump. These are all allies, mind you who are listening to Donald Trump's private phone conversations. It doesn't even include the long list of enemies of the United States mm-hmm. who are also listening to Donald Trump's private cell phone conversations. Just letting things, just blabbing state mm-hmm. secrets. Do you think it's a good idea? Should I defend Khashoggi or should I defend MBS? Uh, talk about another national security disaster. Mm-hmm. Like Donald Trump is defending MBS instead of this, of course, also relates to Ivanka and Jared. So we might as well talk about that now. You want to talk about a triumvirate of stupid here (laughs) between these three people. I mean, just a gigantic national security threat. The Trump response, the White House response to the latest information about the murder of Jamal Khashoggi is fucking bonkers. Have you read the statement yet? I haven't, no, but I've seen everybody tweeting about it. It's official White House statement, um, and it was very clearly written by Donald Trump himself. Hmm. You know how we know this? There's like three dozen exclamation marks in this. (laughs) Oh, God. First of all, it starts out with, and again, I, I remind you, this is the official statement from the Donald J. Trump White House. This is something that is typically written by someone in the communications shop. This is typically written by a speech writer or some other official, maybe some State Department official whose, t- whose job it is to write official statements so that we're not making things worse. But of course, Donald Trump always, always, always makes things worse. Here's some of this statement. Just tell me if you believe this is Donald Trump or just some stooge in the White House or over in OEOB or something like that. The world is a very dangerous place. (laughs) Yeah. Donald Trump. Exclamation mark. The country of Iran, as an example, is responsible for a bloody proxy war against Saudi Arabia and Yemen, trying to destabilize Iraq's fragile attempt at democracy, supporting the terror group Hezbollah in Lebanon, propping up dictator Bashar Assad in Syria, who has killed millions of his own citizens, and much more. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like one of my previews for the podcast. That's why I always end the pre like the the rundown of what's in the latest podcast by saying and much more. Uh, likewise, the Iranians have killed many Americans and other innocent people throughout the Middle East. Iran states openly with great force. Death to America. Death to Israel. Iran is considered the world's leading sponsor of terror. On the other hand, Saudi Arabia would gladly withdraw from Yemen if the Iranians would agree to leave. They would immediately provide and desperately needed humanitarian assistance. Additionally, Saudi Arabia has agreed to spend billions of dollars in leading the fight against radical Islamic terrorism. After my have... Oh, of course, now he's using the the, the possessive uh, pronoun my... Mm-hmm. 
So, of course, this was written by Donald Trump. After my heavily negotiated trip to Saudi Arabia last year, the kingdom agreed to spend and invest $450 billion in the United States. This is a record amount of money. It will create hundreds of thousands of jobs. Tremendous economic development. Of course, tremendous tremendous is in there. (laughs) And much additional wealth for the United States. If the $450 billion, $110 billion, Oh, oh, wait. Of the $450 billion, $110 billion will be spent on the purchase of military equipment from Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and many other great U.S. defense contractors. Alex Jones just choked on his own tongue hearing that <laughs> list, by the way. Scum! If we foolishly cancel those contracts, Russia and China will be the will be the enormous beneficiaries and very happy to acquire all of this newfound business. It would be a wonderful gift to them directly from the United States from China! So here's what we can glean from this. By the way, it goes on and on and on. He said the crime against Jamal Khashoggi was a terrible one and that our country does not condone. Indeed, we have taken strong action against those already known to have participated in the murder. Oh, really? How about the guy who actually ordered the murder? MBS. How about that? I don't think so. See, what this indicates, though, is if you spend enough money buying uh, American weaponry, Mm -hmm. American military uh, hardware and so on. If you spend enough money on that, you can kill whoever the fuck you want to. Any journalist, you can disappear that journalist. You could black bag that journalist and then chop them up with a bone saw. If you spend enough money in the Donald J. Trump administration, Mm -hmm. $450 billion to buy equipment from Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and many other great U.S. defense contractors. He's just being so obvious. Usually this stuff is like a dirty little secret that we're selling arms to Saudi Arabia. And, you know, it's very rare do you hear presidents actually say, yeah, you know what, we just just sold $450 billion in armaments to Saudi Arabia. You know, the financiers of 9-11. You know, it's just not shit like that that you go and you start talking about it. You certainly don't put it into an official White House statement. After a U.S. resident, a guy who lived in fucking Virginia, right across the river from where we are, was uh, was coaxed into Turkey, uh, into the Saudi Arabian embassy in Istanbul, where he was tortured and murdered. And Donald Trump doesn't even want to listen to the audio. I've heard it's terrible. People told me, don't listen to it. I, you know what? He's just he's just a big fat coward. Well, yeah. I mean, they love to call us snowflakes, and then he says something like this, and his his mega cult will defend him. That's right. And uh, you know, roll into the mix that clearly uh, Jared Kushner has a a buddy buddy yes. relationship with MBS, where they're they're swapping spit, they're swapping cash. I mean, all varieties of corruption is going on there, mm-hmm. and that's why Donald Trump is obfuscating on this obvious murder. You know, it's so. I mean, again, it couldn't be more obvious when he does this shit. We know exactly why he's doing this shit. We know exactly why he's uh, he's playing nice with Saudi Arabia on this because he has financial best mm-hmm. he has financial interest in all of this, and so he doesn't want to get Jared Kushner. Well, he in also, trouble. I mean, specifically said, you know, that they have spent so much money with him personally. Oh yeah, the Saudis also bailed out uh, Jared Kushner's six 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 property this fucking boondoggle this this idiot got involved in trump has bragged time and again about the fact that the saudis 
have spent so much money on his properties and you know mm-hmm. he's like why wouldn't i like them <laughs> why wouldn't i like these people who are just giving me money well that's how he sells it to yeah. the red hats he said right. well wouldn't you do this yeah. of course i did this it's, it's it's business they let me do it you know if he could stand up there during a debate with hillary clinton and yeah. say uh, you I know cheat what? on my taxes, but I cheat wouldn't on my ta- you? Yeah, wouldn't you? Why don't you stop me from cheating on my taxes? Why, yeah. it's, and it's your problem that you didn't stop me from cheating on my taxes. Yeah. So he just, he never takes accountability for his own actions, but at the same time, he also sells to his red yes. hats with just utter ridiculousness, like the thinnest possible reasoning. In the early 1990s, Saudi billionaire Prince Alawid bin Talal bought Trump's prized yacht on the cheap from the property developer's creditors when he was on the cusp of personal bankruptcy. A few years later, one of Trump's lenders forced him to sell the Plaza Hotel, a New York City landmark also mired in debt to Alloweed. Also, David Farenthold and Jonathan O'Connell noted in the Washington Post recently, this was a period when Trump was trying to dig himself out of $3.4 billion in debt, about $900 million of which he had guaranteed personally, like an idiot. But Alwaleed... Uh, who once described Trump on Twitter as a disgrace not only to the GOP but to all America, kept those early deals in mind. When Trump made fun of him on Twitter two years ago, Al-Walid responded by tweeting, I bailed you out twice, a third time maybe. As Trump climbed out of his debt hole in the late 1990s and early 2000s, he courted Saudi condo buyers. The Saudi Arabian government bought the entire 45th floor of the Trump World Tower in 2001. Before running for president, Trump was apparently contemplating doing business in Saudi Arabia. He incorporated eight limited liability companies with names suggesting he planned to do business there. They were later dissolved. After becoming president, Trump flouted tradition by declining to authentically separate himself from the Trump Organization and his hotel and golf properties. The Trump International Hotel in Washington has been a favorite venue for Saudi diplomats who have spent lavishly there, as well as at other Trump hotels. The president and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, also decided to make Saudi Arabia a linchpin of their policy in the Middle East. Kushner, lacking full security clearance and any diplomatic experience, lobbied the crown Prince directly in early 2017 to secure what was financially or uh, fancifully and inaccurately touted as a $110 billion arms sale, most of which he had been agreed had been agreed a year earlier, and the bulk of which still hasn't been completed. Shortly after that transaction was arranged, Trump visited Saudi Arabia, and soon after that, the Saudis announced they would invest $20 billion in an infrastructure fund managed by Blackstone Group LP. The New York-based firm had financed several of the Kushner family's deals, and its chairman, Stephen Schwartzman, sat on the president's business advisory council. The private equity firm told Bloomberg News that the Saudi investment had been contemplated long before Trump was even the Republican nominee. Kushner's forays alarmed members of the intelligence and national security communities, as Bob Woodward outlined in his book, Fear. At the very moment Kushner was throwing himself into the diplomatic adventures, he was coming under scrutiny for his own financial conflicts, in particular, his efforts to secure funding for 666 Fifth Avenue, a troubled Manhattan skyscraper his family owned. Although the family has since sold off the property, Kushner had tried unsuccessfully to secure funding for it from a Chinese investor. His intersection with a prominent banker and diplomats from Moscow during the Trump campaign's transition into the White House raised questions about whether he was courting Russian investors, which he denied. Inevitably, the Kushner family also courted a prominent Saudi investor to bail them out of 666 
5th, as detailed in Bloomberg News uh, uh, back in May. Late last year, Kushner made another secretive trip alone to Riyadh. He later described the visit as an effort to brainstorm Middle East strategies with (laughs) Mohammed bin Salman. Not long afterward, the crown prince placed dozens of prominent businessmen and political rivals under house arrest in what was described as an anti-corruption drive. Among them was Al-Walid, the man who once snatched the Plaza Hotel and yacht from Kushner's father-in-law, and then, of course, who also, you know, attacked Donald Trump on Twitter. Hmm. Jesus Christ. I mean... They're not even trying to hide it. And the fact that so many red hats, right, are out there going, well, everything's fine. (laughs) No, nothing to see here. That's the definition of a cult right there. It really, really is. So, I mean, Jesus, if you want to look and find out why Trump is behaving the way he's behaving about Khashoggi, the the bad news is, is we get these ongoing fire hoses of news where shit gets buried, right, because of whatever the latest outrage is. But the good news is that we can always go back and find these articles because they're all easily accessible and archived. And that just proves everything that needs to be said. And it's almost an act of futility, though, I find, because we're all going, yeah, obviously, but there are, you know, 40 percent of the American voting population all going, no, that's all fake news. Uh, none of that's real yeah. none of that ever happened oh and if it did happen oh he's just a smart businessman mm-hmm. <sighs> a guy was chopped up with a bone saw and trump is defending not that guy not the u.s resident who lived in virginia he's defending Mohammed bin salman <laughs> the guy who's doing business with, with with jared kushner and the guy who's assassinating enemy any enemies of trump or locking them up inside saudi arabia Sleep tight, America. That news isn't bad enough. We've also got this thing that got just completely lost in Trump's interview uh, with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday the other day. And this is the topic that I know you love. You love to hear about (laughs) (laughs) any topics involving impending nuclear disaster. Well, this was the case with with Pakistan. Because, uh, again... You know, it sometimes only requires Donald Trump to accidentally blurt something to remind ourselves that, oh, shit, that happened, too. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is Donald Trump announced uh, to Chris Wallace uh, something that had occurred earlier in the fall, but which obviously got lost in the fire hose of news. And that is the fact that uh, uh, Donald Trump cut billions. I, I think it was $300 billion in military aid to Pakistan. And that's not nearly as bad as his justification for it which is that Pakistan doesn't do anything for us. <laughs> Pakistan doesn't give us anything in return. It's this ridiculous transactional behavior. It's this right. internal now behavior where Donald Trump, if there's not like a, a direct quid pro quo, we're giving you money, so therefore you give us something back. It's like he's standing at a cash register, handing money to a a cashier, and he's expecting the cashier to hand him, (laughs) you know, a a bag full of dildos or whatever Donald Trump (laughs) buys at a store. Oh, he goes to his sharp. He says sharper images is his favorite store. So he's buying a bunch of back massagers. (laughs) You know, he expects that to happen, but it's not always international relations aren't always that cut and dry. They're not always that simple. They're not always that near term. Sometimes it takes it takes years, maybe decades for a blowback to materialize or benefits to materialize. And right now, what we know is that Pakistan 
is the fourth from last on the list of stable governments. Fourth from last. Yeah. The only governments that are less stable than Pakistan. <laughs> can, can, can you name them? No. Uh, think about it. Yemen, mm -hmm. uh, Afghanistan, and Syria. Wow. Th those governments, there are African governments being run by strongmen <laughs> that are more stable than Pakistan. I mean, Pakistan is a disaster, and I underscore disaster, mm -hmm. waiting to happen because Pakistan has upward of uh, 140. Wow. 140 nuclear warheads. And it's, it was so entertaining when I tweeted this out yesterday because I went off. I was actually over the last couple of days, went off about Trump's remarks about Pakistan. I was like, you know what? I'm getting a lot of mentions here from Pakistanis <laughs> who are saying, what are you talking about? America is a great, bigger, much bigger threat than Pakistan. Well, I'm not saying that Pakistan is directly a threat. What I'm saying is the Taliban mm -hmm. is a huge threat. Yes out there now and that's partly because we destabilized that area of the world one but uh the fact is is that now the taliban has been empowered um pakistan is uh, a very unstable government and it only will take uh one election in which maybe an islamic radical becomes elected i mean it could any number of things could could occur there in pakistan for suddenly a uh islamic caliphate to exist right there where it's it's basically a theocratic government run by radical islamic uh jihadists who then will have 140 nuclear warheads with 20 Yay. new 20 new warheads being uh, produced every year. So it's not like they, they made, you know, 140 warheads and then they stopped. Oh, we got enough. Right. They don't. They're making 20 new warheads a year, for God's sake. And Trump's like, well, they don't do anything for us, so we're just not going to spend any more money there to defend. <sighs> Of course, the point is to defend the stockpile of nuclear weapons mm -hmm. so they don't proliferate to fucking terrorists. Mm -hmm. There was a conversation that George Clooney details every once in a while when you ask him a question about uh, uh, conversations he had with Barack Obama. He had this one uh, conversation where he asked Barack Obama, and this is well documented. You can look it up on Google. Um, he had a conversation with Barack Obama. He said, well, you know, Mr. President, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? The president's like, well, look, Lots of things. <laughs> Keep it waking night. Critical mass occurs when a thing gets right here on onto my desk. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Uh, so basically, I'm not. I'm just stop doing the impression. Uh, Barack Obama told George Clooney, "Well, I mean, there are lots of things that keep me awake at night because usually things that arrive in my desk have reached critical mass. No one else has been able to solve the problem. Therefore, it arrives at my desk, and at that point, it's like an emergency." Mm -hmm. Well, Clooney was like, kept pressing. It was like, well, what's the one thing? If, there, if you had to choose one thing that makes you lose sleep. And, of course, Barack Obama's response was Pakistan. Pakistan. Pakistan is the one area of the world that makes Barack Obama. Now you know that guy ain't shit. Mr. Cool. Mr. No Drama Obama makes Barack Obama lose sleep at night. And if Barack Obama is losing sleep at night over that, you have to consider yeah. it to be a pretty goddamn serious uh, crisis. I and mean, that's again, why Trump doesn't. That's why. Yeah, of course. And that's why Trump doesn't. It's the most childish reason you could possibly right. imagine. And that's just it. I thank you for reminding me of that. That's one of the reasons why Trump uh, stopped and cut off the aid. 
because he knew that that Barack Obama was providing more aid mm-hmm. to Pakistan because Barack Obama understood that if the if Pakistan's nuclear warheads fall into the hands of terrorists, we're all screwed. Suddenly there are suitcase bombs going yeah. off in New York City. Right. I mean, this is like the nightmare scenario. And Donald Trump is out there playing grab ass. And you know that, first of all, Pakistan, you know, the Taliban, you know, that any country that has even a, 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 the tiniest of foreign surveillance operations are listening to Donald Trump's cell phone conversations. Yeah. They've probably hacked Ivanka Trump's Trump Organization email. Same with Jared Kushner. These goddamn incompetent people. I mean, imagine what it's like to be Hillary Clinton and learn about oh my God, these I things. I, I just, I can't, every, sometimes, every once in a while I think about her and I think about her just shaking her head going, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be the case uh, with so many of these stories that pop up where yeah. Hillary Clinton's going, and and they crucified me because right. I had I had pneumonia. But her emails, but her emails. Yeah, I just I keep thinking about that clip of her after the nine yeah. eleven commemoration ceremony, and she went out. She had she had pneumonia. She had walking pneumonia, and she attended this ceremony and and staggered a little bit on her way back to uh, her her car. Right, and uh, and and that was of course a gigantic national emergency. Mm-hmm. The president of the United States has brain worms. I don't I don't have any uh, evidence to prove that. I just know it to be true. <laughs> and they make a big deal out of Hillary Clinton stagger with with uh, like walking pneumonia. Donald Trump, by the way, we're going to get to this in just a second. Donald Trump is too cowardly to go visit the troops. Yes, of we have new information about that. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about something that's uh, extraordinarily important. I know uh, you've been urging me for a while now to, to get uh, 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 getting gear with all of this. But life insurance, it's like it's one of those things where I'm like, like, oh, life insurance. That means I'm getting old. Right. <laughs> and it's a pain. It's boring and it's intimidating and frustrating. But who wants to think about dying anyway? Seriously. Anyway, but having life insurance is a great feeling. Knowing your family won't have to start a GoFundMe, you know, if something terrible happens, just to stay afloat. So how do you shop for the best deal on the best policy for you without a big hassle or a lot of red tape? Where do you start? Who do you trust? Do your own research. It sounds risky and still boring unless unless you go to policygenius.com. Even if you know nothing about insurance, policygenius.com guides you to the policy that's right for you. And in just two minutes. I was able to do mine under two minutes. Oh. Policy Genius does uh, the work for you. I'm quick. Uh, Policy <laughs> Genius does the work for you. Unbiased advisors comparing quotes from all the top companies. You know the process. You know what I'm talking about here. Just to save you money. You get peace of mind knowing that over 4 million people have used Policy Genius, not just for life, but also home insurance, auto insurance, disability insurance to protect your income. And it's all, all so easy. Stop putting off having the life insurance you know you need. Take two minutes on your phone right now while you're listening to the show to make the right decision for you and your family. Policygenius.com, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Seriously, you're going to find it's going to be so easy. You're going to be amazed. Your head will fall off. It's so easy. But don't. <laughs> but then you'll be insured. So it's okay. <laughs> right. You'll have insurance in case your head falls off. <laughs> the Bob Show. Seska Show. All right, welcome back to our uh, only show this week. 
Yep, uh, Kimberly A. Johnson is here from patreon.com slash Kimberly A. Johnson. That's her blog. That's where I live. <laughs> she actually lives there. I live at patreon.com. That's right. I have my own little place and everything. That's right. You shrink yourself down. You have a little teeny tiny little bed. That's great. We th- <laughs> I throw an M&M in there, and that's, that's like your dinner for a week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so go and support her blog at uh, patreon.com slash Kimberly A. Johnson. That's with an extra E in Kimberly for excellent. That's L E Y. Um, Miranda's and, in here saying happy Thanksgiving. Oh, there's Miranda. Miranda's stopping by for a Thanksgiving visit. Yeah, you can hear her in the background there. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, by the way, make sure on Black Friday, also on Cyber Monday, to do all of your Amazon shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath my bulbous head right at the top of the page <laughs> at bobseska.com. You click that link, click the all-caps Amazon link, it'll take you right to the front page of amazon.com where you can buy almost literally anything, and we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you purchase. It costs you nothing extra, so thank you for doing that, and also make sure to use our band masculine link for Chris Lavoie's scented candles which is your favorite of the uh, the banded masculine like the, okay I'm not gonna remember man names candles properly but I, I I will say that I like the one that smells like grass oh the fresh cut grass one, I like that's my favorite. I like all of them but I also really like he has a, a blood orange soap oh that yeah smells so good yeah it smells yeah. really good I'm I'm very very married to my uh, bubble genius soaps, but uh, you know the 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 band of masculine soaps are also excellent excellent for those man smells. Well, you know, and the thing is, is blood orange isn't necessarily uh, a male or female types. Yeah. It's just it just smells really good. It's citrusy and clean. You don't get a real perfumey smell when you're finished, so it's not like you're walking around wearing perfume. But you just kind of feel like, uh, at least when I use it, which when he sent us, I'm like, that's mine. Yeah. Would it be weird if he just made the blood? Those not, yeah, not blood, blood orange, just blood, blood scented. Soap. No, but if it's like you get a you get a nice fresh clean smell. That's right. You you get the blood. Soap, I love or that the, soap. The blood soap or the blood candle, the blood scented <laughs> candle for Thanksgiving after your dad slices his finger open carving a turkey. Uh, Man, Miranda's being very demanding. She's being Miranda Demander right now. Miranda Demander. Um, Yeah, so make sure to go and and buy all of your banded masculine uh, uh, man candles, or mandals, as Stephanie Miller likes to call them, (laughs) uh, through the uh, banded masculine link at the top of the page at bobsuska.com, also beneath my bulbous head. So thank you for doing (laughs) that. Thank you for shopping for Chris LaVoy's candles through our Amazon link. Uh, Okay, so what else? Oh, we were talking about Pakistan. So everyone's going like, oh my God, thank you for depressing me right before Thanksgiving. (laughs) No, really. Uh, but you make sure to have the, an argument with all of your uh, uh, red hat relatives about the Pakistan. I remark. really wish an indictment would come down or something. Yeah. Wouldn't it be I great? don't know that it will on Thanksgiving week. I mean, some people are, you know, there's all these people that were on, on Twitter last week c- convinced mm-hmm. that we were going to get somebody was going to be indicted. Corsi or Stone. It was right after the midterms. I don't, you know, I mean, that to me would seem political. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, you know, I, I don't think Mueller does anything political. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but I would say that this week it's Thanksgiving week. So yeah. I don't know if that would keep him from doing something or not. You know what? I mean, Corsi and or Stone would be good, mm-hmm. but really I won't be satisfied until it's 
Derp Jr. Yeah, that's true. I've been waiting for Derp Jr. for a long, long time. Uh, with Roger Stone, though, there's a... Uh, there there's would an- be some... I would definitely be happy because we watched that documentary, Get, Get Me, Me Roger, Roger Stone. Stone. Yeah. And I didn't... I mean, I realized he was a chaos agent. He's poison. I realized he was toxic, but I didn't realize how toxic until I saw that. He's uh, tremendously toxic. It was so bad that I told my mother not to watch it until he's in jail. To take uh, Roger Stone out of the mix would be just a huge improvement yeah. for the American political discourse because... Because this guy has no core values other than chaos. I mean, his whole thing has been to enrich himself as much as possible, to finance his uh, his dandy lifestyle, mm-hmm. and to basically sell out the United States. To, to, he doesn't. I mean, there are a lot of people who participate in politics because they sincerely believe in the issues that they're fighting for. They believe in the candidates they're fighting for. They have core values that inform how they're. Uh, remarks online, how their activism, how their writing uh, bears out. With Roger Stone, he doesn't care about anything. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't have core values. He's just like Donald Trump. He behaves based on all he's into is disruption. He, yeah, he gets off on that. It's it's exciting yeah. to him to throw down a bomb right. and then watch every pa- everyone panic after it explodes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he understands how the system works. He understands that there are very few rules for the American political discourse, especially in the age of Trump. So therefore, he can basically get away with anything. But in this case, in the case of Russia, he has come up against an enemy who he hasn't had to face yet, Mm -hmm. and that is Robert Mueller. And so now is the time for all of Roger Stone's ridiculous chickens to come home and roost. I mean, now is the time to eliminate Roger Stone as a player on the American political stage. And it's, you know, I don't imagine that he's going to go to prison for life necessarily, although we don't know. Well, we don't know what kind of deals he might make. Yeah. But I mean, if he did go to prison for life, oh, wouldn't it be sad? Oh, that would be 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 completely awesome. Yeah, I know. I I would just, I would absolutely love it if... uh, if Roger Stone went to jail for a long, long yeah. time and just just couldn't participate, just couldn't screw things up any worse. Um, so that's a that's a positive outcome. But you, do you really do you see that uh, Fox News still hasn't tweeted? Yes, since November eighth. Since November eighth, it's amazing. Yeah, I wonder what's going on there. And has there been anything written about why Fox News refuses to tweet anymore? No. We don't know. Yeah, they haven't made any statements whatsoever about that. Has uh, and you know we've been covering this now for almost two weeks, haven't we? Yeah. It well, was well, since the that, election. Uh, I mean, it's two. The, it's the been 19th? two weeks since Is the, the election. Nineteenth today. Yeah, the I'm going to go check Matt Drudge. Matt no, Drudge. It's the twentieth, I think. Matt Drudge hasn't tweeted since he deleted his uh, all of his tweets. What's the date today? The date it's is the twentieth. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Basically for 12 days, almost coming coming up on two weeks. Yeah, but the thing is, is Matt Drudge, there's the there's the Matt Drudge and then there's the Drudge, Drudge Report. Yeah, Drudge underscore report. And that's got tweets on right, it. Right, but Matt Drudge has not. Why? Well, not only has he not tweeted, he deleted all of his tweets. Yeah. So it comes up that says Matt Drudge has not tweeted yet. Yeah, that's so strange. So that's really odd. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Donald Trump is uh, is afraid to visit the troops. I mean, we learned this the other day. The orange I mean, snowflake is afraid. What a shock. This is the biggest scam. I mean, this is the biggest uh, deception that Trump's been able to get away with, is that he somehow sold himself as this tough-as-nails alpha dog. And yeah. he's actually just this fragile... Who is going to stop crime on his first day? He's this... Yeah, exactly. But instead, he's this fragile, delicate, brittle old man mm-hmm. who's just terrified he's of his own shadow. He's afraid of stairs. 
terrified of everything. Trump has spoken, according to the Washington Post, Trump has spoken privately about his fears over risks to his own life. He's never been interested in going. Uh, one official said of Trump visiting troops in a combat zone. He's afraid of those situations. He's afraid people want to kill him. Well, probably. Well, if I were Trump, I would probably have that same fear. But I would imagine any president would have that fear. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're if you're spending time on Fox News Sunday criticizing Admiral William McRaven, yeah, who everyone agrees is a, a hero. I mean, for God's sake, he was, of course, a, a Navy SEAL. He was involved directly with the the the, the killing of Osama bin that's Laden. That's why. Right. Yeah, of course, that's why. He's talked positively about Barack Obama, who he worked for. He's that's talked positively. Why. Posi- that's why. Positively. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, again, everything comes back to Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Um, and then he's also talked positively about George W. Bush. Um, I don't know what Trump would have, uh, you know, as far as an issue with that. But I mean, no, it doesn't, but I mean, I think matter. if anybody is going to say anything positive about Barack Obama, Obama, Trump is going to hate them. Yeah. I don't care if they've praised anybody else. Right. It's about Barack Obama. And I mean, I don't know all of his reasons, but I, obviously he's a coward. He, he said he had bone spurs so he could avoid going into the military. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get not wanting to go into the military. I get that. He's but, a, he's but a, he's he's a fucking coward. He's a soft little man yeah. who's never done a hard he day's talks toil a big game, ever. And yeah. he acts like he's Mr. Tough Guy, but right. he's really just a fucking soft little baby coward. He's not. So maybe he's concerned that if he goes overseas, he's going to get fragged or something because maybe, he criticized maybe it'll McRaven. Rain, you know, it could rain. <laughs> maybe it'll rain and wash all of that face with that clown makeup <laughs> right down his face. He'll look like uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You know that scene <laughs> yeah. where she throws water in his face yeah. and it all starts bleeding down his face. You know, in the in the art museum. That's that's going to be a scene with Donald Trump if he's out in the rain ever. Um, but yeah, so this thing with uh, uh, William McRaven, uh, you know, again, this is a guy who has leukemia, for God's sake. So Trump has, has criticized, you know, it's just amazing. And then you see, uh, what was it, MSNBC last night talking about how Donald Trump's uh, support among the military is rapidly declining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, which is very dangerous. Yeah. It's actually dropped. I think it's at its lowest level ever. I think it's, um, in fact, I think he's at a higher disapprove than approve with members of the military in uh, a recent poll. I have to go up and uh, look up that that actual poll again. But I think it was uh, Chris Hayes reported on that uh, maybe last night. And it's not surprising, given his behavior, given how he, you know, skipped out of the Arlington Cemetery mm-hmm. commemoration because of the fucking rain. And you know what? They showed f- uh, uh, photos of him yeah. of, this, of the actual ceremony at Arlington at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier up by Arlington House. And, uh, it, of course, there was, you know, it, it wasn't raining, one. And, in fact, the clouds started to clear mm-hmm. up. So Donald Trump easily could have gone, but of course his TV isn't going to yell at itself. So he's got to <laughs> he's got to stay there and deal with his television. Well, yeah, but what's so scary about this is that you know people who and I tweeted this out, people who join the military defend this country. They defend everybody. They go yeah. in with the agreement that I'm going to defend everybody in the country, not just people who have the same ideology I do. So when they're used by the president of the United States for partisan stunts, they have a tendency to feel resentful Mm -hmm. and people who might be considering joining the military 
see this is going on and they're like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. So there will be less people wanting to join, which in the end could create a draft. Oh, we're full of good news, aren't we today? Well, yeah. And also, I just <laughs> want to bring up on my own that not only did the Ohio House pass uh, a heartbeat abortion bill, they also want to give the death penalty to women who have abortions. So all the pro-life people out there are really pro-death. Yeah. They also, you know what they also get wrong is the... Uh, is the, uh, the the nervous system, the, the mm-hmm, yeah. fetal pain Well, we threshold. had that really great conversation with Dr. Leah Torres, which I recommend following her on oh, yeah. Twitter. She's just amazing. She's mm. got this really calm demeanor. And she made a point the other day about the fact that if, if another being is dependent on me, that's my consent, yeah. and I get to choose my body. If, if, you're, if, if, if a human being... Which in some cases, you know, obviously once a fetus surpasses a certain, I don't know, you know, amount of weeks or whatever, it looks more human. There's obviously in the six week phase, it still looks like a little peanut. Um, But, you know, I mean, it starts to get bigger. It's not like anyway, it's not like at five, six, seven months, women are like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to have this kid. They, it, the reason they have an abortion that late is because there's an issue and a problem. Yep. Um, and every pregnancy puts a woman's life at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but you know, it's like if, if as long as uh, one being needs another being to remain alive, the one that, you know, is needed is the one that gets to have the say. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's of course common sense. Yeah. And, but, but it's, it's, you know, it's unfortunately a lot more complicated than that, I guess, but you it's know. really not that more complicated. People make it more complicated because they want to, judge and they don't miss they don't understand science yeah yeah well i guess the the complexity comes in in the more ambiguous and subjective moral questions so that's well, i mean it, that's, it our, just that's goes, what i mean it, it, the, yeah i know but it goes to that whole argument that if and i'm i don't know if i'm going to say this right but if you if if you've got like an actual child and and you've got the you know the the in, in vitro clinic with mm-hmm. all the saved sperm and everything who are you going to save yeah yeah that's right but but here you go again with your. Uh... <laughs> but everyone should follow Leah Torres. She's really cool. She she does some videos uh, occasionally where she's just you know taking questions and talking to people, and she's such a doctor. You know, yeah. she's just got this calm demeanor, and she's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, here you go again with your agenda of manicide. Pursuing the agenda of manicide, here's Kimberly. Okay. Oh, buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Um, okay, you know, we're going to take a, one last break here, and when we come back, we're going to dig into some uh, uh, Russia news and something about the Florida. I have a few things to say about the uh, Florida results. You have opinions? I've got some opinions. I have opinions. Breaking news. Bob Seska has opinions on the show. Uh, Back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. 
Bubble Genius. Doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. That's right, Del Griffith doesn't have a home. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Del. Inside story. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we, we watched this movie the other night, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and it occurred to me in that scene where uh, Del and Neil are going the wrong way on the highway. Mm hmm. And then the other couple is in the other car screaming at them, you're going, going the, the wrong, wrong way. way. And they don't they don't even realize it. They don't even know. Yeah. They're like, thank you. And they make the drinking gesture, the alcohol drinking gesture. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was Dell. Yeah, it was Dell. <laughs> <laughs> but it occurred to me that Dell and Neil are acting like red hats in yeah. that. And then the rest of us are all the people in the other car going, right. you're going the <laughs> way and they're like we don't believe fake news drinky drinky by the way how do you know where we're going you don't know where we're going <laughs> how would you know <laughs> yeah how would you know um but it's just a, a great metaphor and then what happens is they end up uh <laughs> in between those two semi-tractor trailers uh but anyway <laughs> so i wanted to mention too about florida and i know people are um i guess the very serious people on twitter and in the cable news media and so on are like shitting all over this idea already. Don't start talking about Russia. Okay, look, before the election, everyone knows before the election, the thing I was cautioning with regard to Russia was watch out for the races where the Democrats hold a narrow lead, where the race is neck and neck. Yeah. It's a real horse race. And and then ultimately, in the results of the election, uh, the Republican, not the Democrat who is leading narrowly in the polls, but the Republican ends up on top. And then everyone goes, well, that was clearly because uh, Ron DeSantis turned out more voters than uh, Andrew Gillum. And likewise with the Rick Scott and Bill Nelson race. I guess the Republicans, uh, Rick Scott, they just did a better job uh, delivering their message, you know, and they turned out in the end that they uh, uh, were able to uh, get more votes. And it turned out the way it turned out. And there was no interference. Of course, it's not Russia. And you're silly for saying it's Russia. This is clearly just the, the, the best man won. Nope. We got to look at situations like Florida as being possibly, and of course, we have no evidence for this at this point. And I make that abundantly clear. I put that caveat out there. There is no evidence, but we should all be suspicious over Russian interference in the 2018 election, just as much as we are suspicious of Russian interference in the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. Because it's these cases where maybe Russia looked at Florida and Florida being quite significant when yeah. it comes to who's running the election in 2020 when Donald Trump is definitely up for re-election. So whoever controls some of these swing states, that means everything. So, of course, when it comes to Florida, where Andrew Gillum was leading in some of the polls, where Bill Nelson was leading in some of the polls, and then suddenly the, the Republicans end up winning after a contested recount so i just i'm just throwing that out there as one of those test cases where you could say and remember bill nelson said uh months and months ago i think it was uh the most recent time it was reported is back in august where bill nelson was like yep russians are in our infrastructure here in our vote election infrastructure they're in our voter rolls uh and they're just uh, roaming around freely that's what Bill Nelson said. The outgoing senator from Florida. That's what he warned about back in August. 
seems to me as if there's something more to this picture. And again, I, yeah. <laughs> again, I, I preface all of this by saying that it's uh, it, there's no evidence for it yet. But for a while, there wasn't any evidence for. Well, in, in, in fact, still, there isn't any evidence that uh, Russia directly changed any votes on Election Day in 2016. But I think we're going to find out that they did. I just I think I, they did. So don't rule out Russia. Don't listen to the people who are like, oh, you know, it's so unserious to talk about Russia. Yeah, in fact, there's somebody on Twitter right now I'm debating <laughs> with. Wait, my, my voice of the skeptic. You know, it's so unserious to talk about Russia. <laughs> Suddenly I'm French Stewart. Well, so, some, <laughs> some, someone's arguing that, okay, well, don't you know that the GOP just, uh, you know, robbed us of votes in front of our face? Of fucking course I do. Yeah. Why can't we talk about both? Why right. do we only have to talk about one? Why are you so stupid? <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, 70% of Americans think Trump should allow the Russia investigation to continue. 52% of Americans think Congress should pass legislation to protect Mueller from being fired, while 67% of Republicans disagree. Of course they do. 51% of Americans think the Russia investigation is politically motivated. Well, they're wrong on that one. It's really more about making sure, you know, we have a secure electoral process here in the United States where, you know, we're all about democracy. We're the shining city on the hill, aren't we? Yeah. With our representative democracy here. But, you know, of course, it's all political. It's political back and forth. It's the argle bargle of the political debate. That's what the problem is. No, it's not. Meanwhile, Susan Collins won't support this bill to protect Mueller. And we have to ask the question again and again and again. Yeah. Why, 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 well, why, Well, you why? know, go to Eric Garland, and he's got this whole long thread on her husband having um, all kinds of ties with Russia and Putin. So yeah. that's why. Now, again, you know, it's so obvious. So why wouldn't you, other than for that reason, why wouldn't you pass legislation right. to protect Mueller? I mean, it just seems Maybe like she a can no go stand in front of a podium and explain to everyone why we shouldn't we shouldn't do it, just like she did with Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Oh, well, that made me so angry. She's going to need all the help she can get. I got, I got a Kavanaugh thing for you here in a second. Actually, you know what? We're going to talk about a Kavanaugh-related story on the postmortem show coming up. So stand by for that at our Patreon page. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, we, we can't help but to think that maybe Susan Collins is looking ahead to 2020 at this point because mm -hmm. she's up for re-election in 2020. And there's a good chance she's going to end up losing if the trend goes the way it goes through uh, throughout uh, New England, if that translates to Susan Collins' seat in Maine, well, uh, then, of course, she's doomed if that ends up being the case. So she needs all the help she can get. And I don't know how, well, maybe she, maybe she knows something that we don't. Maybe she knows that uh, Russia is going to help her in 2020. Just going <laughs> to put that right out there now. Uh, oh, you know what? We didn't mention this at all. Trump mocking Adam Schiff. Oh, my. Like you know, I, I, I just gotta shit. say, it's great. I, by the way, it's great seeing Chris Hayes saying shit. Yeah, I know on that was hilarious. He yeah. just said shit, like because it was S C H. Yeah, <laughs> but I just want to say this. Um, yeah. I can't emphasize this enough, and I'm not the only one emphasizing it. But you know, it it seems juvenile, right? It's this juvenile yeah. thing that he did, but it's not a juvenile thing that he did. No, it's it's it takes us again to a new low. This I don't know, Khashoggi, Khashoggi. Um, I'm going with Khashoggi. Well, I'm going to say Khashoggi just, okay. just to be... <laughs> just so we cover little, all our bases. A little, little bit different than you. Uh, I mean, that's another new low. Every day yeah. there's a new low. Yeah. But this is not just some silly thing that the president said. He referred to 
Adam Schiff as Adam Shit. That it's not funny and it's not it's something Jesus that we need Christ. to you know, I mean in fact, somebody tweeted yesterday that they're related to somebody with the name Schiff and their children were bullied in school called shit because of Trump. So all of these things that he does, it is never to be taken lightly. And while we might have a little fun with him, mocking him online and saying you're up shit's Creek and all of that, uh, this is very serious. It's, this is just, I mean, you know, we were watching last night, um, the West wing and there was, it was the episode where this young guy, this young kid, was arguing for uh, children's suffrage. Oh right? yeah, that making, was one of the best episodes. Yeah, making, of season making six. the case for children's suffrage. Yeah, and you know, eventually he wound up in the press room mm-hmm. and he got to ask the president questions. And you know, I mean, you had made a comment saying, you know, th- this is why this show is so great and why yeah. there's a new uh, the new people are discovering it because this is what it should be like. Yeah, it should be. You know, I mean, obviously, government politics is dirty and, and gets down and dirty and there's corruption mm. involved in all of this. But we do need to have grace. Yeah. Even when there's bullshit going on, mm-hmm. we still need to have, um, you know, I think there was somebody else that tweeted it might have been uh, Renato. Like uh, America was like always this beacon of, um, you know, shining city on the hill. Exactly. Before, as Reagan and said so it. we're losing all of that every day when, yeah. when a president refers to a member of Congress as shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And of course, once again, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. I mean, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Make some childish fucking toddler remark about the guy who's going to hold your entire yeah, exactly. fucking future fucking in his hands. Adam Schiff now has subpoena power and he's going to fucking use that subpoena power. And, and if he wants to have fun, then he's got subpoenas power. Subpoenas power. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, really dumb move there to mock Adam Schiff like a goddamn toddler. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, Trump said he answered Robert Mueller's written questions himself very easily, but he hasn't submitted them because you have to always be careful when you answer questions with people that probably have bad intentions. Hmm. Donald Trump. Rudy Giuliani said there are at least two dozen questions that relate to activities and episodes from before Trump's election. Trump spent more than five hours in meetings over three days this week with his attorneys working out written answers for Mueller about alleged collusion between his campaign and Russia during the 2016 presidential election. Despite telling reporters that the questions were very routinely answered by me, Trump's temper boiled during all three meetings. Seemingly out of nowhere, Trump targeted Mueller on Twitter the other day, calling the special counsel team thugs and the investigation a witch hunt. Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Um, okay. And, uh, one last thing, George Papadopoulos asked a federal judge to keep him out of prison until a constitutional challenge to Mueller's investigation is resolved. So this whole lawsuit, uh, brought by, I think it's Roger Stone's attorneys have, uh, have been in place. And, and he, I guess he's waiting for that because, uh, you know, why sentence him if Mueller's going to get, uh, ruled unconstitutional? <laughs> he's just waiting for this bolt of lightning to save him. And it's not going to work. He's just, you know, pretty much George Papadopoulos is going to get sentenced, but it's not, it's going to it's gonna be a light sentence because he has cooperated. Aren't we supposed to get something about Flynn today? Didn't Rachel oh, Maddow? Right. Well, you know, it could be uh, sealed. So, all right, well, we'll see. I yeah. mean, wasn't it going to get unsealed today? Well, basically, that- what, no. She well, she said a court. Uh, you know, I mean, I was kind of half listening. But what I took from it is if we do get to find out what's in it, um, then it's going to provide us with insight on 
um, his what he's told prosecutors and jail time. But then it sounded as if we might not get to know. So mm. I'm not sure. Well, would it be great to find yes, something out like that? Yes, it would be awesome. I just, I, I would, I right can't, in time for Thanksgiving. I can't wait to find out what he gave Mueller. What sorts of information? What all varieties of information he gave to Robert Mueller? Yeah. I mean, to me, that's got to be the thing that makes Trump lose sleep at night. That's that's what keeps Trump keeps Trump awake at night. What is what did Manafort give him? What did Mike Flynn give him? Because these two guys were fucking in the loop. They were yeah. right in the middle of the goddamn loop. They were the loop. So we'll wait and see on that. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. Um, no sh- no shows for the rest of the week. Because, uh, you know what? God damn it, I need a break. <laughs> so there'll be no Thursday show. There'll be no after party on Friday. But we'll be back next week with an entire contingent of shows, including an interview show with my friend and uh, one of the great... Uh, song parody and radio bit writers and uh, producers ever. Rocky Mountain Mike will be on the uh, interview show next week. That's next Wednesday. We'll be back, though, with a uh, free show on Tuesday with Buzz Burbank. Of course, Rocky Mountain Mike on the interview show on Wednesday. On Thursday, it'll be uh, Jody Hamilton, I guess. (laughs) Or David Ferguson. I haven't really determined yet. Depends on which one's available. And then it's another after party with you. Kimberly A. Johnson from Patreon.com slash Kimberly A. Johnson. Yes, I live at Patreon and I pursue the Vagenda of Manicide. Pursuing the Vagenda of Manicide. Oh, I just want to say also um, that uh, of course I don't I don't ever have, but I have books that I sell. Um, Peyton's Choice. Peyton's Choice, American and Woman. American Woman. I just, you know, my mother created our website and I'm so terrible. The Virgin Diaries, get that one too. All through our Amazon link. You can buy them all yes. on Amazon.com and they make great stocking stuffers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, folks. Have a great uh, Thanksgiving. Take care of yourself. Don't do anything stupid. And we'll see you next uh, Tuesday. Bye-bye. Tuesday.